So we are still on the moving on to maturity series. In this day, we are on teaching the good word of God. Hallelujah. Our anchor scripture is taken from Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 to 6. It says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted the heavenly gifts and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. If they, if they fall away, to renew them again to repentance, since they crucify Christ again for themselves, the Son of God, and put him to open shame. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we commit this meeting, we commit this ministration into your hands. All that after you put me aside and you speak to your people. I pray, O oh Lord, that may we have an encounter with you. I pray, O oh Lord, for gems to be put in this message, that you may speak to your people individually, O oh Lord, and authentically. I pray, O oh Lord, for testimonies. I pray, O oh Lord, that may people touch you, and may people taste your word, even as they listen to this message. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yesterday we are on tasting the, the good word of God. Tasting the good word of God. Amen. Amen. So we, let's look at tasting. What does it mean to taste something? And tasting, the root word used was jumai, which means to try the flavor of, to taste to perceive the flavor, to feel something, to enjoy, partake of something, to make trial of, to experience something. That is tasting. So when you put something in your mouth, you are tasting. When you, are, you want to taste some soup, you taste the ingredients, you feel it in a way, you enjoy it, you partake of that food. Hallelujah. That is tasting. Tasting the good word of god hallelujah yes so when 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 you talk about tasting that is to also to experience experience is part of tasting when you taste something you experience it hallelujah says the good word god if you talk about something good the root word was hallowed which means um selling something that's excellent something that is that its nature is good it has good characteristics something that is approved that is genuine something that's honorable noble precious conferring honor that is good hallelujah and the word if you talk about a word a word is something uttered by someone and it says in 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 the biblical dictionary that it has been uttered by the living voice a word is some some when when some when god almighty utters a word you know uttered by a living voice some something is living in and that it has uttered in a word hallelujah hallelujah or spoken of this spoken of hallelujah hallelujah amen so let's dive deep into the concept of the word of god in chapter verse 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with god the word was god hallelujah according to john the word was god and the word was with god in the beginning we know according to the definition that 
the word of God is God's utterance said uttered by a living voice so the word of God is God's utterance let's look at the beginning there's in, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 to 3 I'm getting somewhere with this so just stay with me it says and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light so, as John said in John 1 1 that in, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God if you look according to the beginning that is Genesis you realize that the spirit was hovering on the surface of the waters and God was there and God spoke what a word. So the word, this showed the word was there and God's word that he spoke was, let there be light. And that was the very word that came from the mouth of God. Let there be light. Hallelujah. So diving deep to the content of the word of God, the word of God is God's spoken word, his trance. And in the beginning, the word was there. With God and the word is God. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son, only son who came from the full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. So in the beginning, the word was just the utterance of God. But as time went on, the word became flesh. As said in John chapter 1, verse 14. So the word of God that became flesh is Jesus. The utterance of God that became flesh is Jesus. We see in the beginning that God was there. He uttered a word. The power of the Holy Spirit brought that word into being. And that was that was the relationship with the Trinity. As time went on, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that word is Jesus. So Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1 to 2 says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The prophets declared or spoke the word of God, but it was the Logos. But now God speaks through his son, the Rhema. So I mentioned some strange words here, Logos and Rhema. So let's go to the Logos and Rhema so that you understand. But the whole concept of the Word of God is the utterance of God, and we the Word of God is Jesus. That's the whole concept of the Word of God. The Word became flesh, dwelt among men, and the Word, uh, the, the word is Jesus. And we realize from this scripture, Hebrews chapter 1, one to two that god used to speak to his prophet but the the what the word that the prophet spoke from god was the logos but when jesus came or god said now he speaks to his son and the word god spoke through jesus is rhema they are all the word of god but you see a difference between the logos and the rhema and that is where we are getting to so i want you to put down subheading or types of the word of god please if you are following just put a thumbs up so that i see that you are getting it hallelujah hallelujah yes so the types of the word of god the types of the word of god so we have two types of the word of god and that is the logos and the rhema as we, we mentioned earlier the logos and rhema hallelujah yes so 
the logos and the rima let's go deep into it the logos is the recorded word of god the logos as we said is is the logos is the word of god the rima is also the word of god the logos is what god spoke through the prophets and the rima is what god spoke through jesus so as we dive deep you'd understand it more hallelujah i pray god grants me grace and anointing to be able to speak these deep words to you and bring enlightenment hallelujah we did enlightenment and bring enlightenment to this topic in jesus name amen hallelujah so the logos and the rima logos and the rima it says that the word was made flesh the word was made flesh so both the logos and the rima is all about jesus we know the word was made flesh and jesus is the word and so the logos and the rima is all about jesus even though god spoke to the when god spoke to the prophet jesus wasn't there jesus both the logos and the rima is jesus because jesus is the word that comes out of his mouth so we said that in the beginning the word that led the light was jesus he was the word he is the word and god uttered jesus you know so what goes in the rima is all jesus the revelation of 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 god's word the revelation of god's word is the rima so the logos is the beginning and the rima is the end so let's say jesus said that he is the alpha and omega the logos is the alpha and the rhema is the omega this is an example so logos comes as a baby on earth grows and dies but rhema comes as the king of glory hope you are getting the picture so let's say jesus comes as a baby as the logos he came as a baby the word of god you know his humble beginnings but when he comes as rima he's coming as a revelation he's coming in revelation he's coming as the king of glory he's coming as his full self when he came first as we did we just was a baby he had humble beginnings he came he died and that was it that was the logos that was you know just pure word of God without any revelation. When it comes again, it's being revealed as the King of Glory, who He actually is. Hallelujah. So the Rhema is the revelation of the Word, the revelation of the Word of God. The Bible said, as you read John 1 1 to uh, the whole, I think the chapter 1 to 4, it says, In the beginning was the Word, as I've said earlier, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. And all things were made by him. Without him, nothing was made. Yes. And in him was life. And the life was the light of man. And light shined through darkness. Hallelujah. So an example of, of, of this, an example of the laws and the rima is the Ten Commandments. God's word was, God's word is the logos and the rima. But then, Jesus came to give us a revelatory knowledge of the logos. That is the rhema. And let me and let me let me give an, an an example. As I said, the Ten Commandments. Let me give an example. So in in the Ten Commandments, it said in Matthew five twenty one, it said Jesus said, "You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder.'" 
and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment but i tell you that anyone who is angry with the brother or sister will be subject to judgment again anyone who says to a brother or sister raka is answerable the court and anyone who says you will, will be in danger of hellfire so an example of the logos and the rima i'm as I'm, I'm using the ten commandments is this in the ten commandments it was said that when you murder someone do not murder when you murder you'll be subject to g you'll be subject to judgment but jesus came and jesus gave us a revelatory knowledge of that word of god that was given to us in the ten commandments and that word was that it's not only murder that will be subject to judgment but then if you are angry with your brother or your sister you will be subject to judgment if you say to your brother or sister raka it's even answerable thought so or uh, if you say to said and anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the hell fire hallelujah 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 so you understand the logos in the rima god said something in so you realize that most of the prophecies of the old testament they they, they didn't understand it they didn't have a revelatory knowledge of it so they wrote it down and i quite remember i read a scripture in jeremiah and god told jeremiah that write it down you know you understand it later later the understanding will come but right now write it down so they saw so many things a lot of things went on they didn't understand they wrote it down and that is the because that's why they call it the written word because it was written down they didn't understand but it was written down but when he came jesus gave us revelatory knowledge that logos that word so he says i spoke to the prophets for times past but now i speak through my son because my son gives that revelatory knowledge my son brings light or shines light into that word that word that i gave my son shines light so you'll be able to understand perceive it and have knowledge of it hallelujah the rhema word of god the rhema word of god hallelujah so you can know the logos you can know the logos by heart you can know the word of god but if you don't have a revelation of it you can't actually act upon it you can't actually hold on to it because you don't have the revelation of the word of god hallelujah the logos and the rhema the logos and the rhema Somebody say the Logos Word of God and the Rhema Word of God. How powerful. How powerful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's move on. Let's move on to the stop topic. So this one you should jot it down. The attributes. <laughs> Hallelujah. The attributes of the Word of God. The attributes of the word of God. The first, the word of God is forever. What is the? How do we identify the word? Of, you know, we know the voice of God. We know how to identify God's voice. We can feel it in our spirits. You know, we 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 know. But then, how do we know? How what are the attributes of the word of God? 
Hallelujah. What are the attributes of God's word? What make up God's word? And it says here that the word of God is forever. That's the first point. Isaiah 50 verse 8 says, Grass withers and the flowers fall. The word of our God endures for verse 35 says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Hallelujah. God's word is flawless. That's another point. Psalm 18 verse 30. For, for God way is perfect the lord's word is flawless he shields all who take refuge in him so god's word is flawless it has no flaw on it so when you hear god's word it's supposed to be flawless hallelujah that's how you identify god's word another is god's word is right and true psalm 33 verse 4 it says for the word of the lord is right and true he is faithful in all he does so god's word is true is the truth there are no lies so jesus even said once that um the father of lies if you lie your father is the father of lies because <laughs> god's word is true it's right and it's true hallelujah hallelujah god's word is alive and active hebrews chapter 4 12 says for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any edged sword it penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the hearts hallelujah god's word is alive when you hear the word of god it's 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 it comes alive it has this life attached to it because jesus is alive his word is alive hallelujah even in john chapter 1 verse 1 it says and and, and he, he was um, and life and that life was the light of men in the word we have life so the word of god is alive it is active it's alive and active it is active you can act it is activated it's already activated it's alive hallelujah Let's go on to another subject so you can jot it down. How to taste the word of God. This today's topic is tasting the good word of God. How do you taste the good word of God? How do you taste it? Hallelujah. How do you taste the word of God? So let's let's continue. The first point is accepting the word. Accepting the word. James chapter 1, verse 21 says therefore get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you 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 taste the word of god by accepting him the word of god is the person as we said the word of god is jesus you taste him by accepting him into heart when when you when you say the sinner's prayer you know yeah, some say it's not biblical. It's not biblical, but some it's, it's a gateway to help you to accept Jesus into your heart. They said there's a place there. They say I accept Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I accept Him. I accept Him. Hallelujah! He already is, but we've not acknowledged Him. He already is, but we've not acknowledged Him. But as we accept him, we acknowledge him as our Lord and personal Savior. We acknowledge him into our hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We acknowledge him into our hearts. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So it says that accept him, accept Jesus, accept him. When you accept him, you have to taste him. And the next is communion. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 to 26 says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, at supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Communion. Jesus said that do this in remembrance of me. Jesus said, eat bread, break it, eat it, you know, drink wine. He didn't say we should drink it anyhow though. But he said we should drink it um, and we should take should take the bread, we should take the wine, we should take the communion that they give in, in the church. Don't say that me, I don't believe in it, I don't take it. Because if you take the communion, if you partake of it, you are tasting Jesus. You are partaking of the word of God. So you taste the word, you taste the word, you partake of the word by by partaking in communion. The, the bread is his body, and, and the wine is his blood, and it, it helps us to remember that he broke his body for us. And, and and his his blood, he gave his blood for us to drink, cleanse our hands. So when you partake of communion, you remember what Christ did, and you taste him. You taste him. You are tasting his body. You are tasting his blood. You taste him. It is significant. It is it is significant in the spiritual. Hallelujah. Said so when I eat the bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he's, he comes. You proclaim that Jesus indeed came and came to die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are moving on to the next point of, 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 the, of, of tasting, how to taste the word of God. And it's speaking the word of God. So you taste the word of God by speaking it by speaking it before i go on to that let me mention this point we 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 take the word of god by eating the word by meditating by meditating when you eat the word you meditate you think about it you you, it's rush through your mind you study it you feed yourself upon the word is it chapter 3 verse 2 to 4 says so i opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat then he said to me, Son of man, eat this scroll I am giving you, and fill your stomach with it. So I ate it, it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. And he said to me, Son of man, go now to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. So eat the word. God told Ezekiel to eat the scroll, to eat his word. And when he ate the word, then he was able to claim it. Hallelujah. You can't proclaim God's word without it. You can't taste the word without eating the word. The Bible said that when the Israelites were in the wilderness, they God provided manna for them, heavenly food, manna. And one in in in, in the series of moving on to maturity, Brother Daniel preached on the heavenly gifts. <laughs> 
the heavenly gift the heavenly gift is with jesus he was the heavenly gift he was the manna that was given to the people and they tasted him every blessed day they tasted jesus they tasted him so when we partake of of him by eating the word we taste them daily so it's not a once in a blue moon kind of thing it's an everyday kind of thing so you eat the word daily you don't just read it you study it you meditate on it you try to see jesus in the word and when when you give room for the spirit he would fill you up he would come true so as you are meditating, as you are thinking, as you are steady, you are drawing near to you and he will also draw near to you. You are giving room for him to move, room for him to speak to you, room for him to, 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 to allow you to taste him. Taste the word by eating it, by eating it. If not something, how would you be able to taste it? How would you be able to experience it? How would you be able to enjoy it? So the next one, back to my point, um, speaking the word of God. So when you are able to eat it, then you're able to proclaim. When Ezekiel was able to eat the, the scrolls, then God said, go and proclaim. God didn't say go and proclaim. And after he said, eat the scroll, he said, eat the scroll. And after he said, go and proclaim. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Proverbs chapter 18, 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits thereof. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits thereof. So as you eat the word, you're able to proclaim it. And the word of God is life. As we said, it's life. And the Bible said death and life lies in the pound. So you can proclaim like words. And you can come and you can proclaim words. So as you proclaim the word of God, you are proclaiming life. You are speaking life which coming into existence. There there is this um pastor. There is this pastor. He has actually been on this platform before. I always say that when he speaks, I feel the words moving. It's like the words come alive. Because he's speaking the word of God. The words come alive. So you taste the word by speaking it. You don't just eat it and that is it. You speak it. Somebody says, speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. As you speak the word, you taste him. You taste him. Hallelujah. Speak the word. Speak the word. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Our next point is doing the word. We taste the word, the good word of God by doing it. Bible said in James chapter 1, verse 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Therefore, everyone in Matthew 7, verse 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. Eleven twenty-eight says, He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and pay. 
So you don't merely listen to the word. You don't merely eat the word. But what you do what it says. You obey the word. And that is how you get to taste it. If you hear from the word that indeed, indeed you you are uh, you are of the kingdom. Indeed, you are your priesthood. Indeed, you are a holy nation. Let me let me use the scripture. Indeed, you are you are a temple of the Lord, and you are supposed to keep your temple holy. If you hear that word that you are a temple of the Lord, and you are supposed to keep that temple holy, and you don't keep your temple your body holy, you are not doing the word. And if you don't do that, you will not taste it. But as you obey, as you keep your temple holy, you you taste the word of God. As you do what it says. When the God, word of God tells you that speak when you are speaking, let your words be seasoned with 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 salt. Let your words be full of grace, and you do accordingly. You 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 taste the word of God. When the word of God tells you that you that you 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 shouldn't sin, and you do according to the word, you don't sin. You. Able to taste the good word of God in that manner, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Please hope I'm, I'm 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 explaining it well. Hope you are getting it. Amen, Amen. Yes. So the next point is hold on to the word. Hold on to the word. So you've eaten the word, you've spoken the word. Words of life have come out of your lips. Now what you do, you hold on to it. You don't just stay there and tomorrow it's gone. No. Philippians chapter two verse fourteen says, "Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God, without fault in the warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky, as you hold firmly to the word of God." Hallelujah! As you hold firmly to the word of God, so you don't just eat it, you don't just speak it, but you hold on to it. You hold on to it. That is how come that trials, trials and temptations come to test us. And sadly enough, most people fall when trials and temptations come. They fall. They are not able to hold on to the word. You hold on to the word. You hold on to the word. When you, the Bible says, when you hold on to the word, you will shine like among them like stars. Among them, among the people of the world, you will shine like a star when you hold on to the word. So I know I am a royalty. I hold on to that word. I know I am a priest. I hold on to that word. I know I am a child of God. I hold on to that word. I know God. God is my father. I hold on to that word. I know I have peace in him. I hold on to that word. Even though the, the mountains rage, I hold on to that word. Even though the storms are there, I hold on to the word of God. Hold on to the word. And as you hold on to the word, you're able to taste the word. Let me give an example. I've eaten the word. I eat the word daily. I speak the word over my life. And I encounter something. Maybe something is going on and 
encounter it be maybe maybe I get sick and I encounter a sickness whatnot and I, re- I remember the word of God said that by his tribes I am healed I do in that season of sickness I hold to God's word even though I don't see it I don't even see how I'm going to be healed but I hold on to that word and as I hold on to that word I get to taste the word I get to taste it I receive healing, I receive encouragement, I receive perseverance, I receive transformation in my character, I taste the word. The next is living according to the word of God. You taste the word of God by living according to it. If you don't live according to the word, how would you taste it? The Bible says in Psalm 119 verse 9 said, How can a young person stay on path of purity by living according to the word? The Bible says you stay on the path of purity. You are pure. You are holy. You are blameless when you live according to the word. You do what it says. You live according to the word. Your whole life is based on the word of God. And you live according to each day is a day to live for God. For something I always post on my status, my status specifically, that's another day to choose you. Because I believe that each day is a brand new day. And each day is an, an opportune or an opportunity for me to live according to the word of God. For me to walk with God. So I say another day to choose God, another day to live for God, another day to live according to his word. Hallelujah. Matthew 4 verse 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written, none shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The, the scripture explains it. We live on every word that comes from from the amount of what the word of God is alive it's, it's alive and active as we, we spoke about the attributes therefore we live on life because without the word of God we're dead we might be living but we are dead we are dead but when we have the word of God we are alive we have eternal life hallelujah Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 says, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. So we basically live on the word of God. We basically live on the word of God. So when we wake up in the morning, we live on God's word that he has a purpose. He has a future for us. When we walk through the day, we live on God's word that we have peace. We have joy. We have gentleness. We have self-control. When we need food, when we need provision, we live on the word of God that says that he will provide all our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. 
when we are true we, we are being tried by fire when we go through trials and temptations we live according to the word of god in first corinthians 10 verse 13 that's god almighty will provide a way out for us and god almighty will not try uh, will we will not allow us to be tested with something that we cannot overcome something that we are not capable of working our way out true hallelujah we live by the word of god somebody say live by the word of god we live by the word of god hallelujah hallelujah amen we live by the word of god by the very word that comes from the mouth of god hallelujah hallelujah we move on to our last <laughs> our last subtopic for this word it says benefits of the good word of god benefits of the good word of god benefits it gives life the first point it gives life as i said earlier the word of god is life so once we have it once we taste it we are able to taste it we get life it's like someone that is sick and the person is given medicine the person knows he's dying but when the person obtains that medicine the person knows that he will live again so the word of god gives life if i'm able to taste the word of god i gain life i gain life because in the word is life in him is life and the life is the light of men hallelujah the word of god gives life when i speak the word when i study the word again life there is this excitement that comes you study the word and you receive a revelation it's like something jumps within you you receive life the real word of god you receive life life excited when the preacher speaks something that speaks to you because you are receiving life it's like god is directly talking to you you receive life the very word of god you receive a revelation the rainbow word of god for that specific moment the word of god brings life it gives life it gives life jesus died so we may have life and life eternally hallelujah hallelujah it said in in john 1 verse 4 it said in him was life and that life was the light of mankind Hebrews of the word of god is alive it is active it is sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to the divine soul and spirit joints and marrow judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart the word of god is alive the word of god is alive that is how we get excited we're able to receive it if, if, if it's not alive how are we able to receive it into our spirits the word of god is life the word of god is life hallelujah it says and it's light for path that's the next 
benefit of the word of God. It will light our path. In John 1, 4, it said, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The word of God lights our path. When we have that life, our path is lit. Psalm 119, verse 105 said, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light unto my path. God's word is a lamp for my feet. It's a lamp for my walk. God's word is a lamp for my walk in him. And and his word, he said, it's a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. It lights my path. The path I'm supposed to go. God's word shines light on that path. So I go. I think I remember one time one pastor prophesied to me. I see a maze, and in the maze, it looks like a lot of things are going on. It doesn't look like you, you know, it looks a lot of things are going on. And but then God has, I just saw a light in that maze a light, a straight light. And God said, Your path will be easy. A light. God, God's word lightens your path. God's word lightens your path. So I know that my path is lit. So when I'm walking, I don't fear wrong turn. When I'm walking, I know where exactly I I have to go because God's word is lighting my path. It's showing me where to go. And it's 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 helping me to see clearly what is in my path that I may not stumble. The word of God lights our path. It helps our walk with God. It helps us to please the Father. Hallelujah. The next is wisdom. Wisdom. The word of God gives us wisdom. It grants us wisdom. The Bible said in 2 Timothy verse 15, said, And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation. True in Christ Jesus. The Scriptures are able to make you wise. You know, I for some time, I, I was praying for wisdom. Every blessed day, God give me wisdom. God give me wisdom. Because I that without wisdom I won't get far. Without wisdom I won't make it. Because I I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Neither do I know the way to go. So I pray for wisdom in my decisions, in my speech, in all that I'm doing. And as I pray for wisdom, God kept on telling me that wisdom is in the word. Wisdom is in the word. He said, it's good you are praying about it. But what you are seeking is in the word. The word of God. The word of God is wisdom. Second Timothy 3 verse 15 makes us know that through the scriptures we are able to be wise. The, the, the scriptures is able to make us wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So as you meditate on the scripture, as you taste the good word of God, you become wise. You become wise. You become wise. You have wisdom. 
So people will see you if you are if you are if you are a kid. People will see you and say, "How wise you are for your age," because of wisdom, wisdom, Hallelujah, wisdom. Taste the word of God and gain wisdom, wisdom, Hallelujah, wisdom. And people will see and notice that wisdom. They will see and notice it. Some may not approach you away and, and, and acknowledge it, but then you will have it and it will help you. Hallelujah. The next point is knowledge and understanding. So one benefit of tasting the word of God is you gain knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2 it said for the word for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. God gives wisdom, but from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. When you know the word of God, you are able to gain knowledge. You know God. <laughs> you know his word. It, it opens your mind to know something, to have understanding I quite remember when I hadn't tasted a word, the good word of God, when I didn't know the word of God for myself, there were some things I didn't know. There was I was still in the dark. I was still in the, I didn't know some things. And I did some things because I didn't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. But then when you 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 taste the good word of God, you gain knowledge. This, oh, this is this. Oh, this is this because of this. Oh, so you're not supposed to do this because of that. Oh, I see. So you rather do this and gain this. You chase the word of God. You gain knowledge. Hallelujah. Until Jesus came, we didn't know that God was our father. And we could, we could associate God as our father. Knowledge. Knowledge. Until Jesus came, we didn't know that we had power over the enemy. We had power over demons. We had power over principalities. We didn't know that we had dominion. Knowledge. And that's one thing that the enemy uses against us. When you know, you are able to stand against him. So he will keep you in ignorance oh don't go to church oh don't read your bible you're too spiritual oh don't listen to god oh he wants you to chat over your life and he keeps you in ignorance and he does whatever he wants to do with you so you think you are living all right you think you are living a normal life but you are living in in caged you are living in ignorance because you don't know who you are you don't know you are a child of the king. So you give the body away because you don't know that your body is the temple of the living God. You don't know that God has already provided all your needs according to his riches and glory. So you do a lot of things for money. Hallelujah. You have knowledge and understanding. You have knowledge and understanding when you teach the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 When, when, when we didn't have an understanding on, on the word of God, we, we, we thought that we were supposed to, you know, live a Christ life and it was difficult 
and hard to be Christian. You have to do this. They have all these don'ts, do rules. <laughs> but when you taste the word of God, when you have an understanding, you know that, oh, it's not by your mind, it's not by your power, but it's by the spirit of the living God. That helps you to live a righteous, pure, and holy life. Knowledge and understanding. One benefit that we receive is revelation. Psalm 19 verse 130 says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. The unfolding of God's word gives light. It gives light. It opens our eyes. The, 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 word, the word brings about revelation. The rhema word. So you'll be there and maybe you don't really have peace and you don't understand why. Only you, you don't have peace and are confused and you are even going to therapy because you don't have peace and what have you. But one day you just pick up the word and you, it's about you, you meditate on the word and see that, oh, my peace I give you. So then you understand, oh, so God gives the peace. So in Him, I stick Him, I will gain that peace. Revelation. 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 You gain revelation of the word. When you teach the word, you get revelation. So maybe you, you always get sick and you think it's normal. It's normal for a human being to say, normal and you read the scriptures and it says that by his stripes you are healed and you meditate on it and you, you maybe or maybe you go to church and you you hear the pastor say oh by his stripes you are healed and you you've had it before it speaks to you suddenly the word comes alive revelation revelation when you taste the word of god you get revelation so then you act upon it. That no, I am a child of God. I shouldn't be sick. I don't get sick. Hallelujah. 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 The next the next point, the next benefit of tasting the good word of God is that it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the mind. Hebrews 4 says, For the word of God is a life and active it is sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to the even to the dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart earlier emphasis on the thoughts and attitudes of the heart so the word of god as you taste it it's Judges your thought, the attitude. So, the way it refines you, the word refines you, the word reshapes you. Hallelujah. The word, the word helps you on your thinking process, on your thought process. So, what you are thinking, the word will judge what you are thinking. I, am I supposed to be thinking about it? No. Should I think about this? Yes. 
and the attitude of your mind it pierces and it judges your thoughts and your attitudes of your heart of your heart of your heart hallelujah the heart the heart is it's 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 the seat of the spirit and and and, and the body so the heart the heart the heart is, is is the gateway is the gateway and in that heart contains your soul and your soul is the faculty that thing that that, that thoughts and attitudes are are, are are seated so when you study the word when you taste the word of god it judges i feel like i i always that it cleanses your soul it helps you be inclined to the spirits the most it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart anything that you've taken in anything attitude that you've picked up that is not supposed to be there it will judge it to help you to refine and it's helping you climb to the spirit to live according to the spirit to renew you bible said it renews the spirit renews our mind to renew you hallelujah the last the last points or the last benefits of teaching the word of god is teaching rebuking correcting training in righteousness the word of the good word of god teaches us it rebukes us it corrects us and it trains us in righteousness second timothy 3 verse 16 to 17 said all scripture is god breathed and is useful for teach rebuking correcting training in righteousness so that the servants of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work hallelujah so the scripture scripture the word the very words of the mouth from the mouth of God it teaches you teaches you I'm, I'm happy to announce that you are on the platform that you are able to hear the word of God that will teach you and that is the school of the spirit it is a place set up by God himself to teach you himself even though it might be people speaking ministering praying God himself is teaching you on this platform so the word of God teaches you it rebukes you when you do something that is not right, it will rebuke you. But mind you, that rebuking is different from feeling guilty. God will rebuke you and that is that. But God will not tell you that to be pitiful and be sorrowful about what you've done and be guilty. No, God will rebuke you and you stand up and do the right thing and that is that. So the word of God, the good word of God, when you taste it, it teaches you. It rebukes you. It corrects you. When you do wrong, it strains you in righteousness. As I said, it renews your mind. It, it judges the thoughts and attitudes. In that, it is it is training you in righteousness to be inclined to the spirit. That's one that is able to help you live righteously. Help you live holy lives. Hallelujah. So that you will be equipped for every good work. So I end with this. 
that as you teach the word of God, you are equipped for every good work. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. I want to pray. I want us to pray over this word that God has given us. Tasting the good word of God. We are praying for a hunger for the word of God. A hunger for God's word like, like, like never before. Oh Lord, I pray for a hunger for your word. I pray to hunger for your word. Oh Lord, create a craving in me for your word. That every day I will need your word. That I will need the word in the morning. I need your word in the afternoon. I will need your word in the evening. Rapa zon terebo shanti da makaika daika daika. Raiki doria sama shanta diere babasika. Help me to hunger for your word. Help me to hunger for your word. Rapa bashanta rapa bason terebosa. Rapa bason terebosa da bason terebosa. I pray for grace to obey your word. Grace to do according to your word not only will i be a listener of your word but i'll be a doer of your word help me to obey your word father help me to do According to your word, in the mighty name of jesus help me to speak your word help me to meditate on your word like doria the baba shaita bosa makandinka the mama shaita bosa besetta the baba shaker help accept your word help me to commune with you communion of eating of bread and wine namaki tanka the baba shante the bosa dia kalaki the mahinama santa the bashanta in jesus name amen Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you love. We adore you. Oh Lord, we commit all the people listening into your hands. And we pray, oh Lord, that you help them to hunger for your word. You help them in meditation of your word, in speaking your word, in doing, in obeying, in communion, in acting your word, in holding on to your word when, in when trials and temptations come. And I pray, O oh Lord, that may you, you refine them with your word. May you need them with your word. Make them a new creation with your word. May you teach them, rebuke them, correct them through your word. O oh Lord, I pray that your word, O oh Lord, come alive. Anytime we taste it, may it come alive. May it come alive. May it stir something within us. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you honor. I also pray, O oh Lord, that an anointing 
oh lord for the revelatory word may it come upon anyone listening may when we read and when we meditate may we see the rhema word may we have the revelatory word in your words we thank you we bless your name in jesus name 